Before we start the show, we just wanted to take a moment to thank you, our listeners, for your support. This podcast is a labor of love, and we are so grateful for everyone who has taken the time to listen, to share a praise report or a prayer request, to leave a review, or even share our pod with a friend. You mean the world to us. We recently launched a monthly sponsorship option to help us keep bringing you new episodes. So if you can, please consider subscribing. You can find the link in our show notes. And if you can't, commit to a monthly sponsorship. Please consider leaving us a review or sharing with a friend. Doing so helps us reach new people and helps us keep the show going. Thank you so much. Now, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another soaking wet episode of Yes, Jesus. I'm Daniel Franzese, and I'm here with my bestie. God, I'm wet. Azariah Southworth. (laughs) Blame it on the rain, Azzy, because here at Yash Jesus, we believe that Jesus washes me cleaner than Clorox. Some people prefer sprinkles while other like getting dunked. Both are great. And baptisms is about promises and God's faithfulness. Well, um, let me tell you something. Speaking of promises, one, you know how we always talk about like when you have like a little proof of God, like sometimes when you're like, oh, like this is a moment that I had that I was like, God is real. Well, as a uh, nine-year-old, I prayed every single day for a little sister and look what happened. I got Diana, my sister who's joining us today. Uh, so stay tuned because my sister is actually on this episode, which is really exciting. Diana Renee Bouvier. Uh, and she'll be back um, in a little bit. But first we're going to go to Gay Christian News. You guys, um, it's time for a Walsh University update. I mean, talking about washing our sins away. Um, Listen, I've got an update from Kelly Weir at the Canton Rep Repository. Yes, it's time for another Walsh University update. We're going to keep holding them accountable. Uh, the president of Walsh University, Mr. Uh, Tim Collins, said, uh, sent a message to Walsh students and faculty that outlines eight action steps. Eight. Eight action steps. Ah, ah, ah. Eight steps. The university will be taking over the next year to foster an even more inclusive Walsh University community of belonging. Here are the eight steps. Create student focus groups to contribute to open discussions. Establish a diversity and inclusion committee with representatives from all affinity groups, such as Hispanic and Latina students, non-Catholic international students, black students, and LGBTQIA plus students. Hold on a second. Right there, I have to call this part a win. Because even Mm -hmm. though it doesn't say much, it does say that they will be including LGBTQIA plus students on a yet to be established Mm -hmm. (laughs) diversity and inclusion committee. Um, It just says that they'll be there. Uh, It doesn't say how they'll be represented or how many or anything. So it doesn't give us like all the clues we need. This is where we always have to like look a little deeper for actually what people are promising. Uh, But that's Mm -hmm. there. And I'll take the blessing. Um, Identify and meet with students of all uh, affinity groups, including LGBTQIA students, to examine additional support needed, including improved ways to meet and connect. Provide cultural humility training for the university leaders. It's surprising that people needed that, but I think that everyone needs that. Um, Create a student-led diversity and inclusion subcommittee. Host the inaugural president's leadership dinner for student representatives involved with Walsh United. I mean, okay, we're having a dinner. Offer training for counselors and others on campus. Hope so. Provide a 24-hour crisis hotline. That's major. 
Um, I think everybody needs that. But who's answering those phones? And what's the advice? Um, you know, we need to know. Are mm-hmm. we, you know, that's why inclusive, like, cl- clarity matters. Uh, but there's still no mention of an LGBTQ student organization. You know, for 15 plus years, the students have been trying um, to get a group on, on campus. And current students submitted an application to form an organization called Oasis. But the university hasn't acted on that application yet. The clock is ticking. School is starting soon. LGBT students are still feeling vulnerable. Let's act on this, Walsh. We're waiting for you. Um, We want to put you into our praise report. Um, I think it's a perfect segue. This is the part of our show where we have praise report and prayer requests. If you have a little something that you want to thank God extra for this week, we'll just say a hallelujah with you. And if you have something you want to pray, we'll have our listeners put it on their prayer list for you. Uh, We have a prayer request, um, Azzy, coming from Dustin. Read it to us. Yeah, Dustin is saying, I've been struggling with being part of a non-affirming church. I was removed from a leadership role serving in the technical arts ministry. The pastor basically told me that I could not serve because I am gay. Pray that God will open up new doors. This happened right in the middle of COVID, and that has made it much more difficult to find a new church family. So Dustin... We are going to be praying for you and that you're able to find that community and that family that accepts you just as you are because God accepts you just as you are and loves you just as you are and knows that that does not hinder your talent or skills. And just when you really, Dustin, just when you really feel like you're alone, that is when God is right next to you. So, you know, le- you know, maybe for a reason uh, you needed to leave that church because it clearly sounds like a toxic environment and you needed to find a way to find yourself to the true church family that you deserve that's waiting on the other side of the rainbow. So we pray for you, Dustin, and we love you. And we have a praise report from Kristen. Hi, Daniel and Azariah. I am a mama bear of two amazing LGBTQIA plus kids, and I am blessed enough that my life bumps into freaking Deacon Ross fairly frequently. <laughs> praise the Lord on that tongue twister. Um, I found your pod through Ross. I am also a bishop in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. So speaking as a mom, a friend, and a religious leader, I want to thank you all and affirm the ministry you both do through this pod. I listen regularly and I'm always moved to laughter and tears because honeys, you preach. (laughs) Thank you for using your voices for good, for the passion you bring to this pod and for the persistence in which you lift up the glorious righteousness in the LGBTQ family. Um, I just want to let you know that I pray prayers of gratitude for you both. Oh, thank you, Kristen, so much. Thanks and God bless. Oh, Kristen, that filled my heart so much. As he didn't even need that soul food. Thank you, Kristen. That's so sweet. Ugh. Speaking of soul food, though, you got us in the mood, Kristen, because we're moving right on to the foodiest <laughs> food of the show, which is our scripture of the day. We will be right back after this. Now it's time for the scripture of the day. Eight, eight, eight. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. It's soul food. Right. It's soul food. Tell us about it as you give us that nourishment. First Corinthians 12, 13. For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all made to drink of one spirit. I can't believe we've gone this far into Yes, Jesus and haven't even talked about baptisms yet. 
I want to tell you guys a story about a conversation that's been happening in my family. So I got into a conversation with my sister, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for here. This is my sister, Diana Renee Bouvier. And she was in tears telling me that I need to be baptized. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I got baptized when I was 16 um, in our old church like we grew up in. It was just something I wanted to do as a teenager. Going you were crying through, for me. Uh, I was going through the struggles <laughs> of peer pressure and all those teen things. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that happened such a long time ago for me. And I kind of like it resurfaced when I had my son um, mm-hmm. last year during COVID in March in 2020. So it was like we were in the thick of it. And um, as, the year, thick of it. <laughs> as the year went by, I realized I wanted to get him dedicated. And I go, how do I do this? You know, being at home. And we did this small dedication at home and in our own living room, not something that normally, you know, you see people post. And, and, I, and it made me think about baptism. And I, I brought it up to my brother and I said, why aren't you or my other brother, um, Christopher, I'm like, why aren't you, both of you need to get baptized. Like it's an upgrade. Like into the Holy Spirit and like his frequency of like you know all his words like you need to get mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. oh my god I love my sister she has such a tender and sweet thoughts about why this is so important like I like how uh, you put that you know the reason that she decided that this was so important is why we wanted to bring her on as a guest okay so I'm gonna tell you the conversation more as I remember it but I'm hoping <laughs> but I'm hoping to help share why I think it's more important okay so what happened was what happened was <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get baptized when I was getting married. I was engaged and the engagement didn't work out. Let's thank God for that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's start with that blessing. And But listen, I, when it was happening, I did want to uh, be baptized before my wedding. I always thought it was a sweet thing for gay Christians to maybe get baptized before their wedding. But if I'm not going to get married yet or, or at all, I still want to bond with God. So, Danny, why haven't you gotten baptized before this? You know, um, I really thought, like, what a cool idea when I was getting engaged to sort of just, like, cleanse everything and start, like, really fresh, like, with a marriage. Like, it seemed, like, so cool, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that maybe getting baptized with someone else, just afterwards, I kind of wanted to, I don't know, I was... Maybe go through a slut phase. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Without judgment. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? But then that's when I really, that's when Yash Jesus also helped me bring to the point where I don't have to like bring the two together all the time. Do you know? Like my sexuality and my spirituality don't always have to intermingle. It's always best when it does, when I could vibrate on a really high frequency with somebody that I think it's like blessed by God. I think that that's like so awesome. I'm so like, glad you brought that up because that somebody said something really funny and I loved it and they said why do you have a side chick savior? And I'm like what? Like, What's a side chick savior? Like oh side chick savior like you pray in the dark but you don't want to let everyone know out in the light. Like, And I'm like that's what you're doing. You're having a side chick savior. You're praying you know in the dark and you're not letting everybody know in the light. Yes maybe one might be doing that but I, I'm a host of a show called Yes Jesus. I know. Like, like, do you know what I mean? I, I wear I wear it on my sleeve proudly that I that I am a Christian. So to me, it doesn't seem like what is it? Like what is it about? Now it made me fascinated about baptism. Like I wanted to learn more. When my sister was talking to me about this, it led me to her church that may or may not even allow me to be baptized there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I mean, how was that news for you? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You um, still don't. We don't know for sure, yeah. right? I mean, it's unclear. Yeah, it is a little unclear. The reason I brought it up was I, 
I was kind of like, they do this baptism and they do it in the ocean and it's beautiful in Florida, you know, and the sun's rising and it's gorgeous. And like, who cares? Like, it's for you and God and like, you know, your friends that are, you know, are rejoicing with you in this moment because it's like the next level. I always said like, you'll level up your phone. You'll want to level up on that video game. But what about leveling up with God? Like getting on that next plane with him. But I ain't going to just walk into a barbershop because it's on the beach. <laughs> right, right, like, okay. Do you right, know what I'm saying? Like, right. who's doing this? Who is yeah. doing this? You know, yeah. um, it, it did make her sad that there would even be churches. And can they align in your spirit and truth as well? You know, because it's, it's I think spiritual. It made, that's what made her sad. It made her sad that there yeah. was, like, they, they, that that couldn't happen. Like, what I didn't understand, I was saying, like, you know, we have, my, my nephew's one, right? And he's, right. like, he, mm-hmm. she wants to start Sunday school. But do mm-hmm. you start him in a place that isn't affirming? Or does it matter that early on because they're not learning those kind of lessons? Or are all the things they do, including who they see in front of them, the things that shape our world? Right. I remember even considering, like, just doing it in our brother Christopher's pool. We were like, maybe we could just do it in the backyard, in the pool, and it could just be all of us and we'll just do a baptism and I was like and Chris could get baptized too like and we could just kind of you know baptism it's it's a joyful thing and it's a personal thing like you can't mm-hmm. you have to feel it you have to want it you can't force somebody but I wanted that I do want it but I don't but what I wanted her to do is to go up to the pastor and say my brother is gay and he wants to be baptized is that okay and there was a pushback. I think my mom even said, like, why does it have, why do you guys have to say it? Like, why does it have, why can't it just be about baptism? It's not about that. Like, you know, but I'm like, but it is, you know, and a person of color doesn't walk up and say, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a person of color. They see that. So they're either welcome or not in the room. But when, but when you are queer, sometimes, you know, you have to, you have to say, is this okay? Like, can I walk in here? I think to feel comfortable, to feel in communion, I think to vibrate on that high of a frequency with God. Right. Mm-hmm. I understand. And I, I feel like I've seen so many colorful people in the church that I go to. So I thought it was very accepting there. I mean, I've watched the church grow and the community grow and watched the community be touched by it. So it was something that I was like, maybe this is something that we can get, you know, you in on. But if it's not something, then. But then maybe am I being too, as I'm asking, like, honestly, am I being too militant about it? Like, am I just saying like, oh, I need 100 percent, like, give me like a rainbow red carpet or I'm not walking in. Like, is that. <laughs> well, I think you definitely deserve the rainbow red carpet a hundred percent no doubt well i was saying what about the people who don't have access maybe i know you know like that's the only thing they have all i know is i've driven up to like the you know like upstate wherever you want to go to do comedy like in the craziest little neighborhoods of like new hampshire or like maine or upstate new york and i've seen pride flags everywhere girl like and i've seen them on churches like i've seen them on churches in the smallest little tiny teeny town so it doesn't take nothing to hang something and say you are welcome here like like this is a beacon for you unless you're not or unless money's at stake which is like the worst feeling and why do i want any of that in my baptism like honestly like i'd rather rather, uh, ross baptize me in an ocean do you know to that i would like that that's meaningful to me like i, I don't to me like to uh, but and and when i said that to my family they were like fine okay let's do it when can you when is he available my whole thing is just like you know maybe i don't know I, like to me now that it's this whole much bigger thing that i'm finding out about i'm not saying i'm just discovering baptism but i i always thought of it as a ritual i never thought of it as like this it's this thing that kind of um buries you know um 
not things in your past, but those things that you feel like you're ready to let go of. So I feel like, why are you holding on to it? Whether a wedding was a good idea. You had a great idea. It was like a great way to start a marriage, but why wait any longer? Like every day is never promised, you know? And you should on on any day want to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to live my best life. Well, I, I also just want to mention that, Danny, you are a queer spirit. And when when you uh, I see baptisms as something as you're putting your spirit in someone else's hand to to baptize you into your next spiritual phase. Right. And what if you're putting your hands into a spirit that doesn't appreciate or value the queer life? You know, um, so that's that's where my I mind cry goes over with that it. So, yeah. So so you want to you want to cry over that because the queer life is so special. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, how queer is nature? How odd are like the littlest? Cre- I keep they keep finding birds that I, <laughs> they keep <finding laughs> bugs and fish that we never seen yeah. before. Like there's true. so much. True. There's so true. many things. Like we are so mm-hmm. interesting. Like I think about the the gay babies as the gay babies out there. I went to let me tell you, Diane. I went to Heartland Pride. You would have thought it was the cutest thing in Omaha. Um, I was hosting Heartland. Pride, but the day before, they're like, "Do you want to come to Youth Pride?" I was like, "Yeah," and it was all these kids with their parents. And Ross knows it; he runs the naming project, like the, um, this amazing camp for Christian mm-hmm. kids who are queer. It. Like, and it's like to see that it's just like, wow, that it, that utopia existed for me, like a place where I could just unequivocally be myself. I got to see all my friends explore everything that they wanted to explore around me, and I still was mm-hmm. couldn't touch the thing or couldn't do the that or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I. I and God, when I think of God, when I think of all of that, like I said, like down to the littlest, craziest fish, like when I think of all of that stuff or like, the, or looking at sand underneath a microscope, that looks like a world. Like when I think of all of that stuff, I need to vibrate with everything within me because, right. I, because I'm, 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 t- I'm not, lo- I'm not losing everything that God has put in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing you're, you're, you're coming into alignment with, with another person and you want to make sure that they have your queer spirit and, you know, uh, health and, and wellness in, um, in, in mind. And, and they're going to care. For if that's that. what it means, if that's what my sister communicated it to me as, and I really felt it when she was saying that, like, I believed it. A lot of churches treat it differently. You know, some evangelical churches do what's called be- uh, believer baptism, where when someone's old enough, uh, they make a dedication to God. Is that what they did at your church, Azzy? Uh, yeah. So I grew up in a very spiritual church. Um, so a lot of churches, you know, use it just it's it's just a ritual. It's a tradition kind of thing. Whereas, you know, there was a lot of spiritual significance, um, uh, you know, put on it. Um, and and I, I got baptized many times because I just wanted to cover my bases. And and I knew that I was a queer little boy and that I needed to make sure that that I was good to go. Um, but but yeah, baptisms are a ritual and some churches would even call it a sacrament um, and it uses a basic element like water to signify the promises of God for us and for our lives. And it's sort of the moment where we and God pledge to each other. But um, but Diana, I'm curious, why, why do you think that baptism was so important for Danny? Well, I knew he already had salvation. So I, and that's a fancy word that I really had to like look into. What does that mean? I know Danny loves Jesus and he's going to heaven. 
Like, you know, I know I, I, we got that. The part. basics, the peanut butter and the jelly. <laughs> but what but I he doesn't get the mansion upgrade because he didn't get baptized. <laughs> I don't even think that. I think it's like, how do we get, how do we get, navigate through this life? And it's right. with the Holy Spirit. And the yeah. Holy Spirit baptizes you when you get baptized yeah. with the water. So you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and the water. And those two, two things together is so important. But think about, like, can I do that and then still go to the bear pool party? <laughs> like, like, get baptized at the bear you know, pool party <laughs> so because god jesus knows we're all sinners there's nothing bad about anything you know what i mean it's he's here for everybody just like in the first corinthians in the beginning when they were saying um i forgot i'm sorry what the verse first was but. oh the, the scripture so, so of the it, day yeah the scripture it, of the day. So, it sounds right, like it's for you, all of us yeah it sounds like you you believe that water must be part of the ritual, that water has to be present in order to be baptized. Is that Well, correct? we're living that salt life here in Florida, though. Everything has water. You know, our, state, it's right? interesting. Our freaking deacon, uh, Ross Murray, is a Lutheran, and he was baptized as a baby just months after he was born. Instead of him making a pledge to God and his family or the whole church um, promise to raise him in the, the whole church promised to raise him in the faith to be a godly man and now he's a queer godly man yeah and water is about cleansing and renewal we bathe and shower and douche to wash off the dirt you know (laughs) god sent a flood to wipe out the earth and start out you know noah and his family and even sent a rainbow every time i douche i'm gonna say god sent a flood to wipe out the earth before i flush This is a ritual. No. Um, <laughs> you know, but Noah got drunk and he cursed one of his sons for seeing his dingling. So maybe that didn't work out too well. <laughs> John um, the Baptist was doing baptism so people could repent of their sins as well. He was doing this up until the moment when Jesus was baptized. In fact, when Jesus approached to be baptized, John didn't want to do it. He thought that Jesus should be the one giving out the baptisms, not him. Ooh, let's read that story. Yes, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. So Diana hears, you know, the Holy Spirit coming down and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. Oh, so God showed up for Jesus's baptism, too. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't why wouldn't she? It's a party. And Jesus talks about baptisms as well. This is where the idea of born again comes from and how it's tied to baptism. So in John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. So that born again with water and spirit is where the idea of baptisms comes in and probably even Diana, you know, the importance of water being present. But I'm curious, do you do you think that you can still be baptized even without water? I th- I 
don't think. I think that it sh- you should be baptized with water because I think God also, Jesus wanted it to be symbolic of like a washing away because there was, there's a new, there's a change. You're like becoming a new creation. You're, you're, you are yourself, but not on the inside. You are not yourself. Do you know? So there's a metamorphosis there that's happening and you're, you're, you're representing that with the water. And I think that also with everyone and the prayer, it, you're, you're, you're making it happen with the Holy Spirit, because if your mind and your heart is all in it. Well, when later biblical writers talk about baptism, they talk about being baptized into Jesus' death, that we share his death so that we can also share in eternal life with Jesus. In Romans chapter 6, verse 4, it says, therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. So why so many different practices of baptism? Why are some adults and some babies? Why are some done in whirlpools and by the beach and the salt life and some just done with a little sprinkle of water? Well, you know, we're interpreting a lot off these verses. So people were doing what they thought Jesus commanded based off of their understanding of what they read and heard. So Jesus did tell his disciples to baptize all the nations in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He didn't tell people to use a jacuzzi. You know, their old church had a really cool thing, though. They had one where it was like a glass wall and it was like a pool above the altar. So like you were in like, I was like, wow, you know, there's like that. We should do like. Our sister-in-law Pam got baptized up in the top part and she was like, that thing was so hot. I thought it was going to die. <laughs> we should um, we should do a, like a, some kind of thing for socials of like uh, the best like mega church baptism situations oh yeah send us your best <laughs> baptism pictures or video at yes jesus pod uh, so is it all just yeah, us you- trying to figure out how to follow jesus's commandment with the words that he left us mm-hmm. so he didn't tell us you know to use a jacuzzi you know he didn't say that they had to dip a shell in a bowl of water and pour it on a baby's head yeah my nephew's objecting to that too so we're all all just trying to figure out what's happening and follow jesus commandments okay so baptism is part of that commandment i think no i think you already you're already in like flynn i just think that it's you're renewing a brand new version of yourself and also having the holy spirit which is a helper for you because you need it's going to give you an advantage the real reason is empowerment really you want the empowerment of, of God. Pretty much. But along with that commandment to baptize was a promise that Jesus was always with us to the end of the age. We can close out this episode by reading that promise. And this is after Jesus has died and risen from the dead. The disciples know he's risen, but not totally sure what to do. So Jesus pays them a little post-resurrection visit like she does. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 through 20, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Wait, why only 11? I thought there was 12. Yeah, it didn't go well for Judas (laughs) after he betrayed Jesus. So he's not in the picture anymore. Judas can't sit with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Judas can't sit with us. Got it. Got it. Okay. So when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Uh, well, I guess if Jesus said it, I have to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, do it. Thank you, uh, guys, for clearing a lot of that up for me. And thank you to my sister, Diana Renee Bouvier, for joining us today. Thank you so much. You guys, uh, for your tithe, your, your love offering, your charity, your act of good. If you are baptized, tell someone about the details. When, where, how old were you, girl? And send us a picture of the <laughs> baptism place that you, that you got baptized at. If you got it, share it. At Yes Jesus Pod. <laughs> and if you weren't baptized, ask a friend about it. Oh, your sister. Maybe it's a thing for you. Um, also, send us those uh, pictures of your mega church's baptism pools. We want to see them all. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's close with a prayer. God, we, we ask, I guess I'm asking, I'm asking for the call to baptism. If it's something that you think that I should do, I'll put some signs in my life that let me know. Uh, the who, when, where, why's, and how's. I will be listening. Um, Lord, we want to pray for uh, Walsh University. God, that please, you can just... Uh, you know, we I, I laughed about a little bit in the beginning, but honestly, God, I feel so much heaviness in my heart for the students there. I just want them to be able to feel safe and be able to have an environment uh, where they're being educated to be nurses, teachers, and mental health professionals and caring about everyone. Um, the way they want to, because I truly think they want to. Uh, God, we'd like to uh, pray for Dustin that he finds his affirming church. You know, uh, it's so difficult to feel lost, especially during a time like this, uh, for him to lose his community during COVID. But as a lot of us have realized during this dark time, the ones that are closest to us and have really just... I pray that he sees your presence um, in everything that he does, and in, especially on the way to finding a new family unit. And we give you thanks for Kristen and the encouragement and firm affirmation that she gave us today. Ah, uh, uh, mama bears are a gift from God. Um, they create safe spaces and they help save the lives of so many queer kids. So we give you thanks for Kristen and her presence in this world and give her the strength and the ability to reach those who need them and to be the mama bear to those uh, who need her today. And we just pray that you bless Diana, our friend Diana, and uh, and that she continues to, to encourage others to get baptized in the spirit and in truth. So we give you praise and thanks. Thank you. Amen. Oh, mama bears. Mama bears are our soldiers. I, whenever I see a mama bear, I tell them that and I say, thank you for your service. Cause truly uh, they're the ones that they, they take so many of our early battles on and uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, thank you to mama bears. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, and thank you so much uh, for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus from your daddy bear. Uh, you could find us um, <laughs> on social media at Yash Jesus pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. Hey, you can leave us an audio prayer request or praise report or a confessional on our website, yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. 
Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a dunk, hunk. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Chunky Dunky, Danny Franzese, and... <laughs> and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by Frank and Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastilios, and Steve Michaels. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever <laughs> you can get a podcast. And remember, yes, Jesuits, God loves you just as you are. So keep praising the Lord, y'all.